I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to another puny pod, a short-form podcast where I revisit a specific film or comic all by myself. Welcome back, guys. It has been a little while, about a week or so, and this is the final inclusion in the Spider-Man month. I hope you've been enjoying all the Spider-Man related stuff. I hope you went to see Far From Home, which is a fun, rip-roaring adventure film, um, and a great uh, continuation of the of the MCU and where it's going to go in the future. So very exciting. So I took to Twitter to basically ask uh, what comic book should I do next? I put a few choices up there, a few kind of classic Spidey tales, classic yet underrated kind of Spider-Man stories uh, to focus on, and the votes, uh, you voted, all the Twitterati voted on what should be my next choice, and they went with, you all voted for, Spider-Man vs. Wolverine, 1987 dark, bleak espionage tale which had huge ramifications on Spider-Man. Not so much on Wolverine, but it's a really strong Wolverine story anyway, if you're looking for that. It's a really good take, quite large as well, about 65 pages, so it's larger than your average comic book or or annual in most cases, and I think we'll just get stuck in. So yes, this is, it kind of opens with a flashback, and we see Wolverine is kind of yellow, his yellow costume, because at that time he wasn't really wearing that at all, it was more in the kind of orange and tan, or the the tan and brown version um i think that's my preference to be honest i think i prefer that for his particular adventures it kind of suits him a bit bit more it's more like a hunting garb and you know bright yellow isn't really yeah it looks good don't get me wrong i still like the design but yeah i think this is a better fit for his character and it's a lot more kind of simple looking and simplified but still has the 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 lovely kind of ears almost batman like ears the wolverine has um yeah so he's there him and a and uh, someone known as Charlemagne, who is kind of another kind of black ops, espionage-style kind of uh, freelance agent, which kind of Wolverine was in the past and has been for, um, you know, the CIA, the FBI, you know, he's worked with Carol Danvers when she was a spy, he's worked with Team X, with Sabretooth, and various other... In his past, before he became full-on Wolverine. So, yeah, so this is kind of makes sense where we are in his history uh, at the moment. But, yeah, so it's, it's a battle between... The the KGB and Charlemagne Wolverine at the kind of behind the behind the Iron Curtain, behind the wrong side of the Berlin Wall. 
uh, and there and Charlemagne's asked Wolverine to come and help. He, uh, you know, he he does what he does best. You know, he is the best at what he does, and what he does is not very nice. And that's just mostly eviscerating, stabbing, cutting, beheading, dismembering of all these KGB agents. Which he goes into one of his uh, patented berserker rages. <laughs> And yeah, they're all, they're all dead before he knows it. And Charlemagne disappears, leaving a kind of little keepsake for Wolverine. You know, and years go by, we're in modern day New York. Spidey is zipping round as he does, thwip, 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 thwip it out, thwip it out. And he sees a beautiful woman, um, but he takes no notice of it. And then uh, and then somebody comes running out of a kind of a drugstore. And this, uh, the people who run the drugstore, two very nice kind of uh, Russian people, are both in the back, one shot to the head, um, professionally killed. Spider-Man kind of like this is a dark tale. Like if you're if you want a if you want a Spider-Man tale which is jokey and fun and light-hearted, this is not the book. Like the late '80s were not, you know, in comic books. This was we were taking a turn towards kind of darker storytelling, more more adult storytelling, pushing the boundaries of what you can tell in a you know a superhero comic book. You know, disposable. You know, I mean, obviously in the 60s there was a lot of kind of adult themes and adult ideas and stuff, but they were really upping the ante in regards to violence and the depiction of violence and what you could write about as well. From kind of pushing forward from Frank Miller onto kind of Watchmen and various other things, this was all kind of happening. So yeah, this is, um, he kind of, in this story, Peter's very obsessed with kind of mortality and death and you know in his own death and deaths prior to this uh, it's it's very it's a very morbid kind of fatalistic uh, spider-man story and if that's something you're not into then definitely skip this story but if you're more inclined for a darker Spider-Man tale like uh, Craven's Last Hunt which was I think I believe it was published a little after this this or, or kind of those standard Wolverine tales this is your book. And yeah, it's kind of, it, it's got a kind of a Tinker Tailor soldier spy kind of vibe as well to it, which is really, really strong. Not long after that, like, you know, um, like I was saying, sorry, earlier that Peter took pictures of the bodies and he felt really quite dirty about this, quite horrible about this, but it, it does make sense for for that to kind of, for him to be doing that. Yeah, later on in the story, he's still in New York and um, he's walking around Times Square and he's noticing all the kind of, uh, what Times Square has become in recent years, which what isn't very nice, I think as he describes it in, in so many words, and then all of a sudden Spider-Sense goes off and he realises there's a sniper, gets out of sight, tries to take off his and civvies, his civilian clothes, uh, removes them, and then and after that, he, you know, he's he's trying to take off as quick as he can, but he keeps cursing himself for being too slow, not being fast enough. So yeah, he really is struggling there. Just can't seem to get out there. And by the time he gets out there, the sniper's gone. More people are dead. Blames himself because that's what Spider-Man does. He blames himself for all these deaths at at his hands. You know, he's he's one of those just one of those kind of guilty kind of people and he feels personally responsible for all those deaths even though really you know he can't he can't, just can't shoulder that kind of burden that responsibility but that's who he is and that's what he does so yeah not long after that Ned Leeds you know star of the you know Far From Home and Homecoming as well he's in this in the comic book version he is a reporter um, who did go out with Betty Brandt much like in Far From Home which is a really nice nod I like so yeah he he discovers the links between all these people that have been murdered and and they're all former KGB or retired KGB agents. 
and he links he links that to to Charlemagne, the freelance assassin that Wolverine was involved in at the beginning of the story in the flashback, and he says that they're all li- there's links to to Berlin and the Berlin Wall and you know various other agencies and stuff. So he uh, he says right, we need to go there. We need to dig into this further because you know this is this has got deep ramifications. You know the people need to know about this. You know I think at this point like Ned Lees has never been like a best mate to Peter Parker. He's always been kind of almost like Wolverine and Cyclops, a bit of a cock block kind of thing. But he's he doesn't hate him, but he doesn't like love him. You know he still treats him well and you know treats him purely because Betty's married to him and you know some respect you know as as it is and they go over there and Wolverine he kind of he knows he's been invited to Berlin as well um to by Charlemagne to meet up and while he's there he uh catches a sense it's Spider-Man and he real and he sees Peter Parker's true face so this is the first time in continuity that Wolverine has discovered who Spider-Man is effectively he knows his identity and there's not many characters at this point in time I think apart from maybe Daredevil uh, and you know a few other people that maybe villains mostly that have found out his secret identity you know proper and kept that knowledge and maintain that knowledge and kept that secret he's been invited to Charlemagne and he by Charlemagne to Berlin to basically she is cheap he knows what's been going on he knows all about the dead KGB agents former KGB agents and these are the people that tried to kill Charlemagne at the Berlin Wall uh, in the flashback. So she wants a revenge, basically. Wolverine's not entirely sure why he's being contacted, but he knows what she's she's doing. So yeah, there's a there's a quite a, a little. I've, I've already spoiled it, but there's a reveal that Charlemagne is actually a woman and an assassin and a freelance operative and former lover of Wolverine. There's a kind of that's a little kind of you never really see who it is. And the beautiful woman the Spider-Man sees is. Charlemagne as well and you kind of that gets revealed later on but yeah so so they so he breaks into basically Wolverine jumps in through the window and says I know who you are you know this is it where's you know where's your costume let's go and he's like oh I didn't bring a costume because I'm giving up being Spider-Man because of the all the stuff he's been dealing with at the start all these kind of killings and stuff he's like Spider-Man's useless it doesn't you know it's the classic trope of Spider-Man quitting being Spider-Man Peter Parker's like Spider-Man only brings me trouble and heartache and pain so i'm just getting rid of it um he does weirdly bring the web shooters and his belts with the web cartridges in but not the costume which i think's touch weird yeah i I get the whole thing why would you pack that and not the other stuff i don't know it's a it's a weird kind of thing but uh, anyway they head out wolverine explains the situation what's going on and to get out of berlin just don't get any don't stick your nose in any further it's dangerous you know you're gonna mess things up for me and this whole kind of mission, so just get right out. So Peter kind of, he agrees, and he goes, yeah, fair enough, and he heads back to the hotel room, only to find that Ned is there tied to a chair with with his throat slit. Now, this is quite interesting, because there's a there's a minor retcon with this later on in, in the comics, the amazing, there's an issue of the amazing Spider-Man, I can't remember which specific issue, but it's revealed in that issue that, because it's thought in this storyline that they the the that Ned is killed by the KGB, but in the Amazing Spider-Man, they decided the editors decided to reveal the identity of the Hobgoblin using the clues that Roger Stern left. Um, they made the assumption because Roger Stern actually never told anybody who the original Hobgoblin was, who the who he was going to be, who was he he planned to have when it was revealed who that original Hobgoblin would be. So with all the clues that were left, he went. 
Uh, I think it was Tom DeFalco. I want to say he he said right, it's Ned. I'm gonna we're gonna say it's Ned. So then that he was Ned was the Hobgoblin for for many many years until the miniseries uh, Hobgoblin Lives, uh, which I highly recommend as well, uh, and the original Hobgoblin saga. Definitely check those stories out because the Hobgoblin is a very underrated Spider-Man villain. He was like the main villain of the '80s until like Venom rolled around. Um, I would I would argue, or Doctor Octopus probably, but he was definitely a huge. Yeah, not even Doctor. No, definitely the Hobgoblin. Uh, yeah, so I I won't go into that too too much further because it's just a lot of continuity and stuff. Uh, we'll stick to this. So Peter's in there. There's KGB agents are surrounding him. Uh, start asking him questions, and then Wolverine comes in. Before Spider-Man even knows what's going on, he's always even taken in that Ned's dead. Ned's dead, baby. Ned's dead. He's killed them all, and they're jumping out the window. And again, he says, get lost. Get out. Get out of Berlin. What are you doing? Why are you still here? Get out. And he goes, Spider-Man goes, like, in his kind of, you know, he's got so much running through his head in this. Like, there's so many times in the story where he kind of just freezes or stops or, like, he's just lost in his own his own kind of thoughts most of the time like he gets distracted even when he's fighting Wolverine towards the end he's still lost in what's going on and if he could die and what would that mean and you know it's just this kind of morbid state of mind it's really fascinating to see Spider-Man in this kind of again very much like Craven's Last Hunt which is in a collection with this story um, I think it's the epic collection Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt epic collection um, it's all collected together in a right, nice big volume um, and Craven's Last Hunt is probably the best Spider-Man story ever it's one of the, it's definitely top three at least at the very very least but yeah and then Spider-Man's like no no I've got to I've got to you know he, he, he realises he thinks maybe Wolverine's in on this maybe there's something going on I don't have all the details so he goes to like this costume store and asks them for uh, like a bodysuit like a black bodysuit he's like uh, it's like we've got nothing we haven't got anything sorry but we do have this and it's a spider-man costume with i think it's the spinner um which i think is the spider maybe believe in german so he wears that instead but it's a basically the old red and blue one because he left the black and white one at home so he's yeah so he's out there swinging he tries to kind of find out about about all this and then spidey spidey trace i think he leaves a tracer on wolverine's clothes and he's following it and it takes him over again the wrong side of the berlin wall and he has to cross the berlin wall and he almost gets shot he lands in a minefield um i think he gets caught on some barbed wire quite a serious like segment and it's kind of like it, it's kind of shocking to see like how secure the berlin wall wall was i mean i don't know if that's accurate if there was all this sort of stuff but it's kind of scary to think that it might have been that well protected like you know minefields and barbed wire and snipers and and guards on top of that and stuff it's you know it's quite it i tell you what it does have a little bit it's got a little bit i've watched atomic blonde recently and it does have a little bit of that as well about it i know that's kind of in again it's in berlin it's set in the 80s it's you know the fall of the berlin wall you know it's really quite got that kind of vibe and it's it's quite interesting but yeah he like he narrowly avoids dying just trying to cross the berlin wall again because he's kind of his head's just a mess it's just an absolute mess he doesn't know what he's thinking about why what's going on and again very morbid very kind of fatalistic you know and you know he 
it's almost like usually like in Spider-Man stories, it's like, you know, he's he's the reason he wants to live is to see the people he loves, Aunt May, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy. But in this, it's like nothing could be further from the truth. I think he just kind of towards the end, I think he realizes a little bit. Maybe there are people he should be fighting for and stuff. Ned Dine is a huge has a huge effect on Betty Brandt's character for the rest of history as well in the Spider-Man books um, and obviously the, the Hobgoblin stuff as well. Finally, Wolverine catches up with Charlie, or Charlemagne, and it's revealed she's a woman at that point. It, we learn that all the intelligence agencies ever are working together trying to get Charlemagne, and she knows she hasn't got long. She knows that she's going to die. Someone's going to just get her. So at some point, her luck is going to run out, and one of these, one of these groups, one of the people in these, this, these intelligence agencies, is going to get her. Is going to kill her. And basically, she's asking for Wolverine's help, but she wants to get revenge on the last few KGB agents, so she can kind of clean her slate and go, "I'm all right with dying, but it has to be once I have my revenge." And Wolverine's trying to to stop her, trying to delay her, and she goes, you know, why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. We can run away. We can be happy. We can go somewhere. Um, she's like, no, I absolutely have to. And they go out for this lavish meal. Uh, and, and like Wolverine's like, we should have gone to a McDonald's. And she's like, no, if I'm going to, you know, they're going to find us anywhere. I might as well have a nice like slap up meal. And, uh, and then Spider-Man like kicks the door in and it's like, hey, did you realize that that, that food's poison? They were like, yep. Did you realize that all these uh, guys are KGB? Yeah. And did you realise that they're all packing heat as well? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, how badly have I messed up? And then all the all the KGB agents just start shooting. Um, you know, Charlemagne's got a gun out and, you know, Spidey's beating up. And then they jump out the window. You know, out the window they go and they're like, where's Charlemagne? She's like, she's gone. And then they're trying to track her down. Wolverine's got his suit on. Um, they're trying to track her down and to no look. And Spidey, I, Spidey doesn't really like, in a lot of these stories with a, a kind of a kind of killer character, like the Punisher or something. Um, Spidey will always try and go, nope, no killing, absolutely no killing, we are not murdering anyone, no, no killing. In this, he kind of, again, in that kind of fatalistic, kind of morbid attitude, he kind of, I mean, he takes in, but he doesn't, like, stop it. He doesn't, like, he goes, hey, no killing, or stop it. I mean, he does have issue with certain things that Wolverine's doing, like torture. I think he was like, okay, that's mine. That's what, but, you know, all the other stuff, he's kind of, well, I don't know if it's even hinted that Wolverine kills them, but, you know, it's 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 already pretty bleak and dark and stuff, so I imagine he does, but, it's you know, it's not outwardly shown, you know, a lot of the, the violence, but it's still that, that tone and the artwork. I think the artwork was by Mark Bright, I want to say, and the um, the 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 story by Jim Jim Owsley, Owsley uh, which he would later he would later take the name Christopher Priest, uh, and he would go on to write probably one of the best runs on the Black Panther, uh, a defining run on the Black Panther. If you've not read Christopher Priest's run on the Black Panther, do yourself a favor. If you like the Black Panther, go read that because it's fun, it's quick, it's uh, it's full of satire, it's wonderfully written, drawn. It's a great, great run. I've not even finished it myself. It is quite a hefty run, and it's very much of its time, um, kind of the late nineties to mid two thousands. But it's but it's still still very good. But yeah, I would definitely definitely look that one up um, if you get a chance. But going back to the story, basically Logan goes, "It's your fault. All these people are dead. If you didn't interrupt that meal, I would have kept my kept tabs on her, and I would have stopped her from doing this." These 
the death of these men, uh, that blood is on your hands. You're you're responsible. Spider-Man's angry. He doesn't like the idea that he is, you know, responsible. And Wolverine even says maybe I was a bit harsh on him. And then Wolverine realizes the reason why Charlemagne has contacted him. In the end, this is going to end. She's going to die. And he's, you know, they're meditating. And she said, you know, he says she'll contact me soon because I've. I realise what she wants me to do now. I realise my the reason I'm here. And Wolverine meets up with her in a in a graveyard. You know, she's he's like, "Are you happy? You've got what you want. Are you happy?" She doesn't really respond. You know, she just kind of walks towards him, and he knows what he has to do. And Charlie wants Wolverine to kill her, basically, to put her out of her misery because. If anybody else gets hold of her, they're going to prolong it and make her suffer and torture, poison her. All the worst things you can possibly imagine they're going to do to, you know, because of the trouble and all the people she's murdered and giving, you know, the KGB a bad name. It's not good. So, so yeah, so they, you know, um, they're on their way. She knows they're on their way. Wolverine's there. And this isn't the first, this wouldn't be the first time that the Wolverine would end up, you know, having to put claws into a woman he loves. You know, he did that with Jean Grey um, in Grant Morrison's run. He did it with uh, Lady Mariko in Wolverine's run when uh, she was poisoned. But yeah, just kind of, he seems to be put a lot of women out of their misery, sadly and tragically. I think that's kind of inherent. I don't know if this is the first time he does it. I, th- I believe it is, but uh, but it certainly isn't the last. But as he goes to do it, as he goes to pop his claws, so to speak... He flinches and he doesn't deliver a killing blow. But then he realizes that, you know, she's going to suffer if, unless he does the, an actual killing blow and goes to do it. But Spidey finds them and stop them, stops him. And he, you know, he's, he says, Don't get involved. You don't know what this is all about. He's like, You're going to kill your girlfriend. I'm absolutely not letting that happen. And again, they, they this is where it happens. This is where Wolverine versus Spider Man and they begin to fight. And it's quite evenly matched I'd say it's quite an evenly matched fight but I think Wolverine has the experience and the I mean he's got the killing the killing edge on him um, that he's going to he's going to pursue uh, he will kill him if he has to he even says that in the dialogue I I will kill you if I have to and this is a really intense fight for Spider-Man. He's trying to keep up and trying to stay one step ahead. He does kind of, he does kind of manage to get. I won't spoil the entire fight, but he does manage to get his, you know, his, his licks in. Wolverine doesn't stab Spider-Man, but he comes very close. There's a bit where you know Wolverine's gonna pop his claws into his skull, and Spidey's gonna strangle him and you know, or bash his head in, you know, until his brain turns to mush. But he. You know, doesn't get the hand, and the KGB turn up, or the the other intelligence agencies involved, all turn up to kill Charlemagne. And Spider Man are separated. Spider Man and Wolverine are separated by some kind of spotlights. Wolverine kind of lurks in the in the darkness, um, and then somebody sneaks up on Spider Man. Uh, he turns. He thinks is Wolverine. Still, he's like, I can't believe Wolverine still wants to fight after all this. He turns around and he gives it. He gives him uh, Wolverine the hardest punch he can because he's like, I can't believe you still want to fight and he hits but it's not Wolverine it's it's Charlemagne it's Charlie and he he doesn't realize he just his spider sense goes off he knows and she hits the ground hard and she's dying 
and Wolverine states in the dialogue as well that she knew what she was doing. She's a professional. She knew that Spider-Man, I think the term they use is Spider-Man's all cocked, ready to fight. And she knows she shouldn't have got that close to him. She knows of his, you know, that he would have reacted in that way. But that's what she wanted. So she effectively commits suicide via Spider-Man. Uh, and this is the possibly the second person he's inadvertently caused the death of. Well, you know, other than Gwen Stacy, as, as far as I'm aware. I mean, you know, there's there's people that have, you know, not physically been, been killed. Like, he's not had a direct contact. So Gwen Stacy, you know, he web Green Goblin knocks her off the bridge. He tries to save her with his webs. The, the tension on the webs hits the leg and snaps her neck. Um, with this, you know, it's it's a very similar situation. And and in the last few panels of the kind of end of the story, because basically after that, the KGB go, all the intelligence agencies, you know, Wolverine says, she's dead, that's it. And they just leave because they don't really want to tussle with Wolverine and Spider-Man. They can avoid it, I think. Um, they go home, Wolverine goes home, Spider-Man goes home. And all the while, the, the, the same panel, the same scene is replaying over and over in a kind of bloody red and white um, of him striking Charlemagne or Charlie in the face and her falling back and, and you know dying uh, in Wolverine's arms. And I told you it was bleak. I told you it was bleak. Um, yeah, so it's terrifying, terrifying uh, that he's, you know, he's effectively killed somebody that, you know, through no fault of his own. Like we said, it stated that, you know, Charlie knew exactly what she was doing and Spider-Man didn't, you know. And he doesn't have the guts. Like Wolverine says, you don't have the guts to kill me. You don't have, you know, you don't have the killer instincts. You're never going to do it. Uh, but Charlie's dead. And, you know, that's this is still in continuity. I think there's a storyline called No One Dies where he, he, uh, he dreams, Spider-Man dreams about all the people that he's inadvertently caused the death of or being Spider-Man has caused the death of or being linked to Spider-Man or being linked to Peter Parker in some way has caused uh, the death of these people and he speaks to Charlie directly because he, you know, she he's the one, you know, she, he directly killed her, you know, more so than Gwen um, absolutely, there's no kind of qualms about it, he did, you know kind of manslaughter, you guess I mean, you can call it that so, quite quite tragic really, and he has to kind of go home and luckily Mary Jane is there to kind of comfort him in this time of grief but even Jonah's like, you know, where's where's Ned? Where's Ned? And that, again, huge ramifications on Spider-Man, again, not so much on Wolverine but it's still a nice Wolverine tale I do recommend, there's a, there's a nice What If story, uh, Spider-Man versus Wolverine What If, if you can find it um, it's on Marvel Unlimited as well. You could probably get it on eBay quite cheap. And it, it basically, if Spider-Man after that, he kind of gets trained by Wolverine and becomes an assassin. It becomes more like Wolverine. So he dives, you know, and it's again really dark. He's kind of got his web shooters, got guns on and stuff. Um, so he's yeah, it's kind of a, a darker tale. But most what if stories are quite dark. Uh, but I quite like that. Quite like that element to it, and um, that kind of anything can happen in a in a what if story. Um, if you're looking for another really good uh, team up book f featuring Wolverine and Spider Man, I think it's Astonishing Spider Man and Wolverine. It's a really really cool mini series with like time travel, different villains, and all sorts of stuff. But it really kind of examines their relationship and their. I, I've always I've always liked it because they they don't really get on, but they've got things in common that's what i like about these team-ups like the, it shows you the differences characters have and the and the intimate kind of things they have in common 
um, you know, a lot of that time. So, you know, you have friends that, you know, you, you don't necessarily, are, you're not the same as your friend, you know, it would be pretty dull if you were. And I think I like the differences between Spider-Man and Wolverine. I think it's always interesting to see when they're together and how they both operate in so different, they're so different the ways they operate and how they work together. Like, anytime Wolverine's on the Avengers with Spider-Man or Spider-Man the X-Men are teaming up, there's always some comedy or some kind of, you know, gravitas or you know there's something to be had there's some fun to be had uh i remember during the michael j michael straczynski run when he joins the new avengers and wolverine's cracking on to uh, mary jane flirting with mary jane spider-man just throws him out a window because <laughs> he knows he can survive it <laughs> comes back in he's like he's not happy um so yeah some really good stuff but i highly recommend the story where can you find it so like i said it was in amazing spider-man craven's last hunt epic collection so I mean, you should own Craven's Last Hunt anyway, so if you want to get this as well, they're both really cool. Um, really nice kind of... Uh, there is links to it. There is linkage between the two, and they're in the same sort of tone. feels like the same sort of vibe you get from both. Also, you can get it in Wolverine versus the Marvel Universe collection, which is a, story, a set of stories where Wolverine fights, you know, people in the Marvel Universe, so like the Hulk or uh, Captain America, you know, it's kind of battles like that um, where you can find Wolverine, you know, some of the best fights he's ever been in. But yeah, and I mentioned the Spider-Man versus Wolverine What If. Highly recommend that as well. But no, it's a really good book, and there are there are older reprints. I think I've got an older reprint somewhere at home as well. Again, also available on Marvel Unlimited. Most of these stories that I've mentioned as well, probably all of them, are currently available on Marvel Unlimited, which is a subscription package where it's basically Netflix for comics. There's over 25,000 comics on there, and they add new and old ones every, every week. Um, the newer ones are six months behind, so they can sell the physical books or the other digital copies. You know, if you can wait, if you can wait a little while till till they come out, if you can be patient, it's well worth it. But yeah, I, I mean, I pay for it. it's probably it's like seven dollars a month, I think, uh, or it's fifty about fifty quid for the for the whole year. And to be honest, once you've read twenty books, you pretty much paid for it anyway. So you know, you always get your money's worth if you read like a big crossover loads of times you're going to get your money's worth but no really good really really good i'm glad you guys enjoyed um spider-man month and i really hope that we'll do some more themed months coming up uh, we do have my halloween one uh, shock phobia fest that'll be coming up around october and then also we're gonna look at uh, christmas as well so the alternativity stories will be back and hopefully i can do like a full one um, proper complete month i don't think i managed to do that last time because of technology and all sorts of other stuff going wrong but that's fine um this has been great i'm so so glad i could do some more spider-man themed stuff i do want to do a bit more spider-man themed stuff coming up because uh, I kind of just it's kind of lit my fire again, uh, far from home, and playing the video game, the PS4 video game, kind of lit my fire again. So I think we'll do some more stuff in the future uh, with myself or my friends, or we'll see what's coming up. But yeah, um, the future's open at the moment. If you got any ideas, let me know. Um, you can find me on the social medias. So it's uh, Spider Dan Secret Balls. Oh, sorry, no. At well, that's my Instagram. Spider Dan Secret Balls is my Instagram. Facebook, it's at Secret Balls. Twitter, at Dan underscore Balls. Um, podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and many, many more. Thanks again for joining me this week, guys. This has been fantastic. I really loved rereading this. 
And I hope you guys, you know, go out and find it and enjoy it yourself because it is a hell of a book. I am the best there is at what I do. And what I do is podcast. See you next time, guys. Bye.